Welcome to Whispers to a Bride, where we talk about the stuff no one else is talking about. We are going deep on the emotional aspects of getting married, the stress, drama, and turbulence that affects your own sense of identity and your closest relationships. We are talking about what it means to be a bride and how to navigate the sacred time with more grace and ease. I'm your host, Kara Gassabe. As a life coach and therapist, I'm going to be sharing super practical tips so that you can not only rise to the occasion of your wedding, but also your life. Hello, hello. Welcome back. You are listening to Whispers to a Bride. I am your host, Kara, life coach and therapist for brides. And today I want to talk about the concept of man in the middle. And this topic was brought up by a recent message I got on TikTok from one of you lovely followers who just went through her wedding and is really struggling with her husband and his family. And it really started as the wedding was being planned, as these things often do. And I just kind of wanted to talk through it a little bit, shed some light on it, and think about some ways in which we can navigate this experience, which is so much more universal than I think a lot of us realize that it is. So this person wrote, her mother-in-law tried putting her sister-in-law in the wedding right before they started walking. Three people had to tell her, that she's not supposed to do that. And she kept coming back on what was supposed to be the most special day of my life. My husband says they probably didn't realize it was such a big deal. They didn't know it was so rude. I said that they do know it was so rude. They try to take all the attention on her special day. I'm sort of just paraphrasing this. And then like on Facebook, her sister-in-law posted pictures from the wedding, but it was just pictures of her brother, the groom, none with the bride. And there's just, you can tell there's a lot of friction and she just ends it saying, basically, everybody's telling her to let it go, but it's really weird and awkward and I don't know what to do. So basically this situation is that her husband, right, is now the man in the middle. He is sort of stuck between his mom and sister, right, his family of origin and his new wife. And this dynamic is just an old, old story, right? We have heard it a million times and seen it play out in different situations with the groom in this case. And obviously it can happen in same-sex couples too. It's just in this situation, there are so many gender-specific sort of tropes and roles that people fall into. So any example is with the guy, so we're going to use that. But a lot of these things can graft onto same-sex couples but it doesn't usually follow the same sort of predictable path as it does with the hetero couples. Anyway, this idea of the man in the middle being just that like, he doesn't want to piss anybody off, right? He doesn't, he wants to like let his mom and sister do their thing because he knows how they are. He knows what maybe they're trying to do or what they're going through. And he doesn't want his wife to cause a big problem, right? He just kind of wants to like keep the peace, but he's also not in this scenario being an active participant in helping this relationship along, right? He's sort of probably hearing it from both sides and being a little bit 
frozen and feeling a little stuck and feeling like he doesn't want to cause any more drama, but by like backing out and doing nothing, he's leaving these women to sort of battle it out themselves. And of course, it's like with any complicated situation like this, where there's just a ton of feelings going on, it's so easy to like get backed into our corners and hide behind our person. So in this case, the wife hiding behind her husband or the sister hiding behind her brother, the mom hiding behind her son. And again, I think it's so important to just remind yourself, if you were the bride in this situation, that these big feelings coming from the family of origin are so, so normal, right? Their entire family structure is changing on the occasion of your wedding. So that's why it like the wedding makes people the most crazy because it's like symbolically and actually that is when the family dynamic changes. The one that they've been living with for like 30 years is now suddenly different. And there's a real shift from him being a part of that family unit and sort of obligated and with his attention and his affection and his resources and time and money and whatever sort of primarily focused on that family of origin. And now it is shifting to the new family that you're creating. And that just brings up all the things, all of like our human base fear of just scarcity and lack of resources and lack of love and lack of attention all really gets drummed up. Like it's the base, base part of our brain, just this feeling of abandoning and loss and right resource redirection. It's all right in there, right? So it's economic, it's emotional, it's practical, it's all the things. And it's real. It's a real shift. It's a real change. It does not have to be an abandonment. It does not have to be, you know, one or the other. But I think sometimes what happens is when people are feeling upset, unsure, it's something new. It's a big shift. Like someone in your family getting married. We get into this black and white thinking. We don't allow ourselves the nuance. We want to make it either he's with us or he's with her. And that's clearly not how it's going to be the best pass forward, right? Having that black and white thinking where you choose the sister, or you choose the new wife, or you choose the mother, or you choose the new wife, like that is just a no win, which is often, I think, why sort of you get this man in the middle and he's just sort of stuck because he's like, I cannot, I will not turn my back on my mother or my sister, but I also love my wife and want to create a life with her. And so you can feel that tension is just really intense and it requires, right. To navigate something like this, it just requires a ton of patience and trust and revisiting and forgiveness and grace, and then crafting boundaries that make sense and more conversations, right? Like it's going to be a relationship that evolves over time. It does not have to feel perfect on your wedding day. For most people, it's still pretty wonky and pretty new in that newlywed phase of like, wait, what are the expectations from this other family? And how do I sort of enter into that family without causing major drama that, you know, besides the fact that you being there already for some especially this sister in this scenario has created a ton of drama and she's probably just really going through her own sort of almost grief and loss about her brother moving on to this stage of his life. And that's okay. We can let her do that. At some point, 
I think she can move through those feelings and then focus on how to build a relationship with her new sister-in-law in a way that is productive and useful and supportive of her brother and sort of additive to creating an expanded family that moves forward in a really positive, healthy, happy direction, right? It's just that there's always seems to be with a change like this, this just the grinding of the gears, just like the hard part where everybody's feeling each other out. We're having our worst fears. We're sort of displaying, we're sort of acting out like the most toddler-esque, like it's mine, scarcity. I want more. I like my team, your team, like that kind of stuff just happens to get played out around the wedding. And it sucks because like you said, this bride wanted this to be her most special day, the most fabulous day for her where she gets all the attention. And here she has this mother-in-law and sister-in-law trying to steal attention and trying to maybe sabotage the moments. And of course I wasn't there and I don't know these guys personally, so I can't speak, but I just, this underlying current of that sort of happening is really universal. Like it's really, it's really a thing. And so that's, I think if you're struggling with this kind of icky dynamic around your wedding with the sister-in-law, mother-in-law-to-be, you're really not alone. And I think the most important part is you do get to have your own feelings about it and you do get to set your own boundaries about what they can and can't do and how that all plays out. But I just want to encourage you to expect it because I think that will help a lot if you can sort of take the shock value out. This bride sounds like she was really shocked that they would be doing this on her wedding day. And if she were really honest and looks back, like she probably could have predicted it and maybe managed it a little better had she just sort of leaned into the like the reality that like they were pretty unhinged emotionally going into this wedding and were going to maybe act out in this way. Of course, I'm not blaming her. I don't know if I would have expected a mother-in-law to try to put the daughter-in-law in the wedding party on the day of. That is pretty darn extreme. So maybe there was no way she could have known. But either way, I think it's just so important to work with your partner and figure out a strategy as a couple, because I think it's so like, there's two tracks. I think it's so important to work through these issues as a couple, because his family and how you manage and engage with his family is going to be an issue in your marriage forever. So that is something that like, he cannot just like foxhole. He cannot just hide from this. This is something as a couple that you're going to need to talk about over and over and over again. Each time there's a miscommunication or a family event or just boundaries that are getting crossed and expectations that are being met on either side, it's going to keep coming up over and over and over. So you've got to get used to talking to your partner about this. Rehashing the wedding in the message, it said he really didn't see that as a big deal because they probably didn't mean it to be a big deal, but he needs to hear from you why it was a big deal to you and what you would have liked his response to be or how we can learn from this and be a little more proactive going forward. And again, it's also important for you, I think, as the bride and having gained this new sister-in-law and this new mother-in-law to take also your own approach in your own relationship with them. And so don't always maybe hide behind your partner. Think about how you can establish a bit of a relationship on your own with them so that there can be some trust built so that they can see that like you're not trying to rip their son and their brother away from them. You're just starting 
your own family with him and your own life together. And you want them to be a part of his life still, but you'd love to just do it in a way that makes sense and feels good for everyone involved. And that can really look in a lot of times, like just being really clear and setting boundaries and clearing up misconceptions and having a ton of forgiveness. And again, this stuff is not easy. It's icky. There's egos involved. You have to sort of admit where you were wrong and maybe assuming the worst or being, you know, whatever approach maybe you had had the first time around that didn't go well. Maybe you were being standoffish or you were being secretive or you were being whatever. It's just important to sort of be reflective on like, okay, they're in a panic feeling and it might have something to do with you. It might completely not, but what can you do to sort of meet them halfway? And then if they are people that maybe your now husband needs help creating boundaries with because they just are bulldozers and they have always been a bulldozer. And maybe he married a person like you to help him work on that with his family. Again, that's another approach. And drawing these boundaries, we've talked about it before. We have a whole episode on boundaries, but it's basically saying like, this is what we are going to do. This is what we are allowing. This is what we are accepting. And then if you do something that steps over that, here will be the response and the reaction. That's all you can do. You can't tell people what to do. You can just tell them what you'll do if they cross the boundary. So basically, you know, an example being like, if you are insulting in these three ways, we'll go ahead and leave the party early or not attend the next thing or just whatever makes sense in your scenario. I think it's just so important to think through that you'll have to come up with boundaries and boundaries aren't like these like terrible walls of self-defense boundaries can be like a white picket fence where we're just like, Hey, here's just the expectation. Here's where I stand. Here's where you stand. There's a gate. I let you in. And then I also help you leave, close it. We know like it can be a loving, clarifying thing. Like, Oh, you can expect to see us once a week, or you can expect to see us every Christmas, but never on Thanksgiving or here's how, right? Like really thinking through how to talk about these things is so important and not just leaving it, this just man in the middle where like the women on from his family of origin are just pegging, like pecking at him and saying all these terrible things about you. And then you're just like using him, saying all these horrible things about his mother and his sister-in-law. I think you want to really put yourself in a strong position in all of your relationships with your sister-in-law, with your mother and with your partner, with your mother-in-law and your partner, where you're going to take responsibility for who you are, how you're showing up, how you'd like to navigate it as an individual with them. And then as a couple and as his wife supporting him and how he wants to move forward with his family relationships and how they evolve and how they look in this next chapter, because right there could be a ton of wounding there that he needs to really work through and he needs someone to help him with, or he needs someone to just really lean in and understand and enter into like whatever the dysfunction that's already there and just keep the peace. So whatever it is that you agree on and you really get to a good understanding with how he really does feel, I think that is the key. Really taking it on as an issue in your marriage because it is one and it will always be one that you're going to be proactive about and not let it just like come up from behind you and smack you in the face. Like that I think is a pattern that so many of us get into when we just want to avoid 
talking about it and making hard decisions and making hard conversations and having those like heart to hearts that could go sideways, but often really are surprising when you're vulnerable with someone like this because they're scared, right? They're upset and they're grieving and they want the old way, but it's the new way. And so just giving that space and that grace and leaning in just a little bit can sometimes save you so much pain and angst when you just allow these like misperceptions and mischaracterizations like bake in over the years, it's the worst. So the sooner you can sort of nip this in the bud, again, you don't want to rehash over and over and over what happened on the wedding because we can't change that. But it can be an example of like, look, and at a big event like this, it's great if we could be on the same page and there aren't changes the day of, right? Because those same things will happen for holidays, kids' birthday parties, like all of those things. And it's just so important to come up with a game plan ahead of time on most of these things. Because the man in the middle, trust me, he's going to get, it's just not the best way. We need to really engage him in helping you solve these problems while also thinking about how you could do it on your own with these women that are part of his life. Like this man is what connects you guys. He is the reason. So always remember in that way, you love the same person. So you're on the same team, even though it might really not feel like that, you are on the same team. And it's so good when you can be creative and communicative and forgiving because it's a long road. It's a really, really long road with the mother-in-law and the sister-in-law. That's also why I'm going to say, just take it one step at a time. You don't have to solve it all right now. It's family. And like, you know, with your own family, not all issues can be solved all at once. So just take it one thing at a time. And then on your own, trying to get over the bitterness of the pain that's already been caused on your wedding day, I think is the work that you want to do, sort of trying to work through those emotions, feel all of those emotions, and then work towards letting go of the bitterness. But using that anger that you have inside you right now, this anger is telling you something. This anger is information and it's fuel. And it means we need to approach this dynamic. We need to look at this problem. And that's where you want to turn to your partner and be like, we got to sit here and talk about this. This is not just like something we can ignore. I'm really angry. And that anger tells me boundaries have been crossed. There's an issue at hand. I need to take some action. And I think that is such an important thing to not miss. Don't just bury this anger and let it just stew and stew for years because it will come out. So we really want to think about how do we direct the feelings now and address the parts that can be addressed and move forward with a little more of a clean slate because we were able to deal with the hurt and pain that's already been caused. So I know I'm a little all over the place on this one, but there's just so many sort of nuances. So it's hard to speak completely objectively and generally, but there are just some themes that are so, so common. And that's why I wanted to bring it to the podcast. If you are in a situation like this, where you're really, really pissed and disappointed and overwhelmed and frustrated by in-laws or your partner or your friends or whatever's happening as you're approaching your wedding or dealing with the aftermath, do not hesitate to reach out. Caramorine.com. I have got you. In the meantime, I will see you over on Instagram and TikTok. And thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has left a review. It is everything that this podcast needs to reach a wider audience of brides like yourself. So comment, like, share, review. And in the meantime, I am wishing you nothing but bridal bliss.